Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. All right, welcome, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Industry Insider podcast, your promotional products podcast, where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. I am Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I am joined by three lovely guests today, uh, Stephen McFadden. Say hello. hello to the folks from Perfect Promotions and more. Hello to the folks. <laughs> Meg Erber with SNS Activewear. Hello. And uh, if you're joining us live, you can see Tony Lametti as well from Ariel. Look at that shirt. Where'd you get that shirt from, Tony? <laughs> from my best friend, Megan Erber. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. Well, listen, Tony, if, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you, you've listened to the podcast a few times and you've, you've uh, tuned in. So, you know, the drill here, I'm going to give you a, a bit of a platform just to sort of introduce yourself and tell everybody about you and what you've got going on in the promotional products world and how you got started and all that good jazz. You've got a few minutes. You're on the clock now. Get started. Hurry up. <laughs> and over. <laughs> 10 seconds. Well, thanks. Uh, number one, thank you for having me on the podcast. This is my first podcast I've ever done. Um, I uh, basically started at the bottom in customer service at this little company in Pittsburgh called Leeds. You probably never heard of them before. They, uh, I hit it. I got in at the right time. They were growing. Uh, worked my way up through inside sales and then outside sales. So I worked at Leeds, and then I went to their sister company, Bullet, at the time. Uh, headed over to Sweda, and then now I've been at Ariel for, for for probably the last year and a half, I think, at this point. And Ariel's kicking butt. Uh, we've been growing about 20% every year over the last five years. We've jumped, I think, 14 or 15 spots now on the top 40 ASI supplier list. Wow. And as everyone knows, um, we're deep into the PPE products. You know, we're selling a lot of face masks. Of course, we're selling lots of hand sanitizers. Um, two things that we have coming out for PPE, we have a care line. So the care line is going to consist of, of course, the face masks, hand sanitizers, but we're also going to be bringing out just different items, thermometers, or we're looking into that UV light uh, technology. Those things are and really cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. My, uh, my gym actually just installed it. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. So it, it helps kill viruses. They have it all throughout the gym. Uh, of course, on top of sanitizing and mopping and cleaning all the equipment down. They just installed UV lights throughout the entire gym. So apparently it works and you can get these cool little boxes now. You can put your phones in and Yeah, we have one and I put my masks in it and I just yeah. close it and it like UV lights it for like five minutes. Is that what you guys are getting? Something along those lines, like a little box or just like a scanner type thing? We're looking in at all of the options actually. All right, very cool. Phone soap let's, and let's yeah, let's go back to the to the gym real quick. So that's, I know. that so seems like, like a, a huge time savings thing. You can actually work out and get a tan at the same time. <laughs> no. Count me in. Now that's efficient right there. That's right, that's about. a great idea. Maybe you should start a new I'm, gym tanning. I'm, I'm yes. telling you, I'm <laughs> on to something. You know who right. else is on to something, guys? Who's that? Turvis Line. Did you uh, know that? Absolutely. No. So Turvis uh, has been around since 19. <laughs> What's that? No, I didn't forget. Maybe. <laughs> Come on, seriously! I just wanted to give Tony an, you know, an opportunity Probably. to introduce himself. I'm mixing it up a little bit, guys. Okay. Come on! I like it. Service has been around since 1946, and they started with their classic line. Uh, you know, sleek styles made for uh, mix this perfect 
uh, for the active and on, on the go lifestyle. Tervis is the original double wall insulated drinkware that keeps drinks cold uh, and, and uh, reduces condens condensation. If I can talk today, that'd be nice. Uh, backed by uh, a made for life guarantee, Tervis is the original customizable double wall insulated drinkware that keeps hot drinks hot and cold drinks cold. Available in several sizes, including 10 ounce wavy, 16 ounce mug, 16 ounce and 24 ounce tumblers and the 24 ounce water bottle. Made from Triton plastic, made in America, lifetime warranty, dishwasher safe, microwave safe, and BPA free. You guys need to check them out. So that being said, Meg, why don't you tell us what we're talking about today? <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, we you're like the, the kid in the back of the classroom. Don't call me. Don't call <laughs> me. <laughs> no, you know, with everything, every week we've, we've had a new topic uh, revolving around COVID. I mean, it's still in our everyday lives, whether it's the pandemic or what's going on because of COVID. Uh, and right now we're seeing a lot of state reopening, going into the yellow phase, hopefully soon into the green phase, depending on if they could keep the amount of new cases down. Uh, however, with this industry picking up because of the businesses opening back up, we're all looking for go-to-market strategies. And that's why we brought Tony on. He's doing a lot of really cool stuff. So is Ariel. We thought he'd be a, a great um, fourth chair today so we can talk about go-to-market strategies. Awesome. <laughs> Very good. So Tony, what are your ideas? <laughs> well, with Ariel, we are trying to come up internally with how to approach customers. Um, we have some reps um, that are already on planes and making sales calls. So the trick is, how do you make that sales call as comfortable and as safe as possible? We came up with this idea called a trunk show. So instead of rolling in all your products and setting up on a table, a conference table, and standing there for an hour, we decided to maybe come up with this idea called a trunk show. It's not an hour. It's going to be about 15 minutes. Could go longer if the customers are interested. But customers can come outside, especially in the nice weather now, to your car. You can open up Ooh. your trunk. You can show them five items. Okay. A um, couple things you're going to do. You're going to wear a mask. You are going to have sanitizer available for yourself and for your customers. Keep a safe distance of six feet or more. And then also, if the, if the customer wants to handle the product, because I think that's one of the things that's um, kept this industry going is that you got to touch and feel this stuff. 100%. Um, especially when it comes to apparel too. So how do you make that safe? Because everyone's going to be, you know, touching their face and then touching the product. So we thought maybe if it wasn't so weird. I don't know. It's that Jersey internet. It's not you, Meg. I was like, oh no, <laughs> I can't see anything. <laughs> What's going on? Or there he is. I think Did I just shut it down? Are we no, all back? I think, I think we are good. good. So you're talking about touching and handling the product. Go. Right. You got to be careful <laughs> and sensitive, you know, slow. Um, no, to wear gloves. So hand out gloves, have a little garbage bag, you can throw the gloves away. Nobody touches anything. No one touches each other. Um, it's all safe and sound. So that's what we're going to try to do as long as the customer feels okay with it, right? Um, in the South, it tends to be a little bit more open. Up North, like I'm sure Megan, I don't think anybody's coming out of the house, you know, or having meetings in New Jersey. And quite frankly, everyone that I talk to, and I got about six or seven people close to me that are in sales, 
anybody that they're selling to is already working from their homes virtually too. Yeah. You know? So it's not going to be 10 people packed in a, in a conference room. It's going to just be a one-on-one or maybe two or three people at a time. You know, it's funny you mentioned that I was thinking about the, uh, like the teacher parades that have been going by and stuff like that. I was like, we could have like a map that sales reps could, we could create a sales rep map that is to our, awesome. to our yeah. homes and be like, just come by our driveways and we'll just come down. <laughs> I would love that. I would so personally cool. love that if they all waited outside and I could just come by their house, that would be so cool. Just walk outside your house and open up the <laughs> trunk. You don't even have to get out of your pajamas. <laughs> no, I, I think so I like fun. that, Tony. I like that whole trunk idea. That's something I'm going to pitch because I, I really, really like that. I mean, I, we're doing some virtual stuff right now and I know SNS put out guidelines of, you know, going to customer meetings and we were okayed as of June 1st, but nobody up here in the Northeast was even open June 1st, really. And then even now, I don't think most of my customers are even seeing vendors till July or August, but this offers something a little bit different. And I, and yes, there are people do want to touch and feel. So I like having the gloves. I like having, um, the hand, the, the hand sanitizer and all that. And I did see online, they have hand sanitizer wipes for fabric. So I'm going to invest in some of those, but I really like that idea. That's it's a really great thing. How do you think your customers are, our, our customers, the distributors, Steven, like, what are you doing now for go to market? Like you are, you had lunch with, um, an industry colleague who ended up being a competitor of yours. I'm sure that was just, you know, are you, were you guys talking about how to, how to, the next yeah, five months? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so we, we, touch base quite often just to kind of see, you know, the, the health of each other's companies. And personally we get caught up and um, I think now more than ever, we definitely need to continue to have those types of conversations. So I know that's a little bit of a different thing kind of relates to our, to the mentorship uh, thing last week, but go to markets, a really tricky strategy. You know, I know, uh, you know, we talked a little bit um, at our lunch meeting about what our two companies are doing and, I touch base with a lot of other distributors, um, you know, whether it be through the, the Facilis network or different other buying groups that we know people in, um, and just touching base and like, what are you guys doing? You know, and it is different regionally. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of people that have invested more in digital marketing. So whether it be SEO um, or, you know, email marketing, that's something we're personally looking into doing uh, a lot more than we really ever had. And, it's, it's, we're in a unique space where we've been super fortunate. We haven't had to do a lot of self-marketing other than, you know, self-promotions or, you know, occasional gifts or marketing campaigns, but we've been really blessed with a lot of referrals. Um, but, you know, when we're, in, we're in the time that we're in now, you know, no one's really next to their coworker to give you a referral and no one's with their friends to give you that referral. Uh, the referral network is, is kind of drying up right now. I think it'll come back later. And, and uh, actually in the discussion yesterday, I said something and I, I meant it in a really positive way and it is a little controversial, but, you know, hearing that some of my customers are either being furloughed or let go, um, I think it's really easy to see the negative in that, but I, mm-hmm. but I actually look at it as an extreme positive. And I mean this in a very good way. We've earned a lot of our new business when someone leaves one company and goes to another. You know, so there's going to be this shotgun approach of a lot of people are going to get displaced. And I 
I, you know, hope and pray that they get a new position. I'm not saying that I don't want them to, I want them to happen to them, but most of these people are going to land on their feet, if not all of them. And when they do, it'll be at a new company it'll be new opportunities. So we're just trying to make sure we're just, people know that we're around. I think we've mentioned that a lot um, in, in making sure that we're still just connecting with people in a personal way. And I think we're going to be doing that much more digitally, whether it just be through Facebook and LinkedIn and email marketing that, and that's going to be our approach for our, our go to market, you know, and that's, that's what we've been doing so far. We've had a lot of positive traction because we've been doing that for the last month and a half now. Um, and we're seeing a lot of, a lot of pickup right now. We're seeing a lot of activity, a lot of new projects, a lot of good conversations and more zoom meetings than I care to admit. I know. So. Right. <laughs> so, we, we, you know, before, before COVID, there was always, you know, people in general were always trying to find unique ways to just reach out to their customers. I think mm -hmm. just before COVID, like I'm just going to use my Facebook page as an example. Yesterday, I posted a memory from 2013 where one of my customers, one of my best customers at the time, reached out to me and said, "Hey Meg, let's, let's go skydiving." I'm like, "Shit." <laughs> all right, let's do this. <laughs> so I drove up to Long Island to meet her and we went skydiving. Um, I don't think that's going to be happening anytime soon again. So nobody asked me, but um, what are we going to be doing now? Like what is the next? I have to imagine skydiving is very socially distant. There's not I mean, a lot of people in the air. Did you see that guy strapped to my back though? I mean, that's definitely oh, a that's social true. distancing. Yeah. <laughs> Breathing down your neck. Yeah. I know. So did you, I, I have a question about the skydiving. Did yeah. you actually, uh, did you get the video and all that good stuff? Oh, I well? did. It costs as much as the actual skydiving. I know. It's kind so, of yeah. ridiculous, but I did, totally but it was worth it. Totally yeah. worth it. Totally yeah. so worth it. what we're going to ask you to do is post that video somewhere. All right. I will. I think yeah. it's fun. You'll see I didn't open my eyes for like the first 10 seconds or so I've, I've also i've also gone skydiving and i've got the video it's pretty sweet it is fun yeah i'll yeah. post it for sure i would totally do it again of course now i've got two little girls so I'm a little i know more, that's really a little like, more afraid of doing it but yeah you know, i know i know yeah but it was beautiful so, i could see all of the island all of connecticut it was, it was really pretty sorry sweet but yeah so what are we what are we looking at guys like are we looking at happy hours outside are we looking at starbucks outside well, like what are we looking at to tony mentioned the trunk shows and i thought that was yeah. actually you know pretty smart because I, I know uh a few of the regionals at least you know at sagney um you know and a few others have actually talked about you know doing trunk shows instead of uh you know a traditional sort of indoors trade show they're looking at doing uh venues outdoors um you know or in in parking excuse me in parking garages or something along those lines and i think that's all great uh, you know, I guess the, the major concern as the sitting president of CPPA, Megan, uh, I, uh, you know, I, it's, it's funny because when you're talking about doing those kinds of shows, like you, I guess you have to work that into the contract uh, if you're doing something outdoors as far as like rain delays or, uh, you know, postponements of the event or something like that. I mean, I'm sure there's something that you'd have to work into the contract because, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, as all the regionals have experienced and I'm sure even on the national level, PPAI and ASI, I'm sure they've probably experienced similar things with their contracts, but uh, you know, it's usually once you're locked in, you're locked in and it's hard to cancel that kind of stuff. So uh, we're, we're uh, at CPBA, we're talking about doing something similar as well, maybe trying to switch our venue to an outdoor venue and possibly doing, you know, the quote unquote trunk show idea. So I think that's a great, uh, great way to sort of stay socially distanced and um, you know, not be indoors uh, I think you do still have to obviously have people in masks, um, you know, as you're, you know, talking amongst folks and handling product, you're going to have to have either gloves or hand sanitizers and things like that. So, yeah. um, you know, I, I'm in Maryland, so I'm a little bit further South than you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm, 
I mean, I know every county is a little bit different as far as their what phase they're in as, as far as the reopening. And, you know, we're everywhere between one, you know, phase one and phase two. And some of the outlying counties have, uh, you know, been in phase two for a couple of weeks now. So I would assume that we'd probably open up into phase three eventually uh, here or within the near future. Uh, I know Virginia's already talked about entering phase three. Um, so I would imagine, you know, but it's it, it, the thing that boggles my mind or where I was trying to go with that is I'm surprised at how many uh, distributors, uh, distributor clients of mine actually aren't back in the office yet. You know, there's still folks working from home, even though we're in phase two. Yeah. Well, um, Pennsylvania says it's still highly recommended to telecommute and to, to, you know, if you can do it. Yeah. And as does Maryland, mm-hmm. um, you know, but uh, the, the funny thing is like, what, what are your guys take on, you know, all the spikes that we're seeing? I mean, I know there's seven States. Uh, we talked last week, charities in Arizona, Arizona is getting hit hard right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Arizona, Arkansas, um, North Carolina, South Carolina, Tennessee, Florida. Texas, and Florida. Uh, and I think there's probably one or two others in there as well, but there's you know a bunch of States that are actually seeing huge spikes right now. Um, and I don't know if that's because, you know, people are just being, you know, somewhat irresponsible. Or they're not taking I think the, it's that. I definitely the, think it's being the asymptomatic transmission very seriously, which, you know, hey, in a way for, for you know, all four of us, really, it's great for business because, you know, as, as we're seeing those spikes, you know, there's actually states now making it mandatory uh, and signing executive orders. There's mayors and, and governors signing executive orders to make wearing masks in public, uh, you know, a, a, a thing. Like if you yeah, know, it should be. It's a it's a courtesy thing, you know. So so I have a question for for the three of you. Sure. Um, as distributors, or nope, suppliers. Um, <laughs> I'm a distributor. Um, it. I don't really know, and I don't know that many people are privy to you know the health of a suppliership. Like I don't know, you know, I know we know everyone's affected you know, and I, I have a good pulse on uh, other distributors around me, you know, whether they're up certain percents or down certain percents. I don't know if you can share that information, but personally, like, how are you guys doing? You know, like, is has the PPE stuff been enough to offset you, drive traffic to the websites? Because I'm just wondering from a go-to-market strategy, you know, we keep talking about we, we need the trade shows, we need, the, you know, we need the in-person. Um, do we? You know, do, is it something where we could go digital? We send you free samples. We send, we do email campaigns because obviously they're working to drive traffic to the websites. I don't know. Or are, is it desperate? You know, I give me, clue me in a little bit. Maybe you can share some information for the other distributors out there that want to know, like, how are you all doing? Why don't we go to Tony first? Yeah. Arrow's doing fairly well. Right now we're up 15%. A lot of that increase is from PPE products. However, it is starting starting to shift. We're seeing a lot more orders come in for what I call traditional promotional products. The um, the one thing that I believe in is that there is nothing in this world that can replace human to human interaction. There is nothing that can replace us sitting down, having a cup of coffee, doing a presentation, and feeling the vibe that you're giving me or about the product or about the presentation and vice versa. This Zoom and all this stuff is, is fine for right now, but I truly believe in human interaction and human intelligence over artificial intelligence 100%. Some people I agree. Can agree with me, and that's yeah. fine. But I think this will promote even more human-human interaction, but in a safer way, you know, using the uh, face masks and the sanitizers and whatnot. But um, I'm hoping that businesses see the importance of humans, especially salespeople, of course, 
uh, how important it is to have them on your team and on your staff. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree with you because I think that's why we're in this position. We're in sales. We're in outside sales because we are those extroverts, those, you know, those people that need that human interaction. I, I've been saying that last, I don't know how many weeks it's been. Yeah, I agree. And to answer Steven's uh, question, going into the pandemic, I know we were up, I think, 30% year to date, which was great. We had a killer year last year. Um, I think masks in general got us through April, uh, March, April, May. And I know personally, I'm still up tremendously. I did have a nice cushion. So uh, SNS is, is in a really good position right now. Yeah, Hidworth's actually in a great position. Um, you know, as a global company uh, facing a global pandemic uh, and people needing face masks uh, with Europe making it compulsory to wear them. Uh, and now with uh, states here in the United States, making it compulsory to wear them, uh, depending on the state that you're in. And I think more will follow suit. You know, I don't think it's just those few. Uh, I know Texas, uh, South Florida, California, they've all made it compulsory. So, which yeah. basically means like, you know, it's, it's, it's the law of the land. Like you have to wear a face mask if you're outside. Uh, and it should be, you know, with, uh, with more science coming out and, or more, you know, data coming out as far as, you know, uh, the people that are asymptomatic that are carrying the virus. And that's how, you know, up to 50, 60% of the thing is being spread. Uh, you know, it should be a thing that everybody should do. I mean, you should be responsible and wear a mask, whether you think you have it or you don't um, you know, it's, it's, it's about those around you. Right. And if we're saying that we're really in this together, then let's really be in this together and put a mask on. Yeah. Um, and you know, with that being said, like that's, that's really how we've done well because we did transition into selling face masks and we're doing it globally. Uh, and we've sold millions yeah, like same. bucket loads yeah. of face masks. It's crazy. And, um, you know, it's, it's really helped us, you know, the beginning of, uh, end of March, beginning of April was sort of touch and go, but like, like, uh, you know, similar to you, Meg, we were, uh, up significantly in the first quarter of the year. Uh, so we had a bit of a cushion, but you know, hat sales are probably down to about 60% of where we would normally be. Um, but you know, face masks, like we're selling more face masks than we would ever sell of masks. And, you know, cause it's the hottest product on the marketplace right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so, you know, it's, it's been huge. It's, it's really helped us, uh, you know, have a, have a really solid year so far. Um, which feels weird to say, especially, you know, cause I've, I'll talk to some clients and, uh, some clients will be having, you know, phenomenal years as well. And then other clients will be, you know, like I heard somebody the other day, uh, just tell me that they were, you know, probably 10 or 20% of where they would normally be on the year. Mm, and, uh, yeah. I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's rough, you know? Um, and so the hardest part is like trying to get everybody on board to sell, you know, the PPE exactly. or face masks or whatever. And it's like, man, there's so much business out there. Like you gotta, you gotta not be quite so doom and gloom and figure out that, Hey, like literally it is the best branding opportunity for an end user. It's a walking billboard. It really is. I tell, I tell anyone that has a retail putting your logo store. in the face, you know, know. like, <laughs> You know, like not, to tattoo. not to really it's discredit nicer. any other promotional products because we all know how great the entire promotional products industry is and the products that we sell. But, you know, how often do you use, you know, a, a coffee mug, for instance, you know, when you're drinking your coffee, you know, that's it. Uh, you know, and most of the time that's not leaving your house. It's great for, you know, personal um you know, your own personal use, you know, and, and that, that brand loyalty, so to speak. But, you know, if you wear a shirt, that's great as well. And, you know, you're putting your, your logo on a shirt. If you've got a hat on, that's great. Um, you know, particularly through the summers, uh, you know, but this is something that people are going to have to wear. 
Yeah, or if you're bald, you know. <laughs> right. Sure. We're we're actually hats saving are, your life. Hats are a big deal in my house. We're yeah. actually we're actually saving your life, man. You're, you're welcome. Life. We're doing our part. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, putting the opportunity to put your logo on somebody's face and actually have those people love the fact that you're giving them, uh, giving them that product and then supporting it and wearing it out in public because they have to. Uh, like, you can't think of a better branding opportunity. It's just crazy. So, you know, just my recommendation would be, you know, don't, don't be so doom and gloom. Let's figure out how to sell some masks and hand sanitizer and other things along those lines because there's so much business out there to be had right now there really is there really is and you can also pair those up with kits like back to work kits i know uh jeff uh, our buddy jeff over at ets he was on a webinar with me and we were just talking about it he actually was the first one to bring that up and this was a couple weeks ago maybe a month ago talking about back to work kits okay you might not be able to get all of the products from tony or me or jeff or you know jeff franklin here but you know, you could put together these kits for your customers and then have a la carte items like a lanyard or hand sanitizer or whatever. So like by giving, Stephen, actually, this is a good question for you. If the suppliers came to you with these go-to-market strategies, these back-to-work kits, back-to-school or back-to-camp or back-to-sports or whatever, like how do you think that would be taken by your customers? Would they like that? Would like they like to, for all the thought to be taken out of it for them? And Yes, we would. I mean, I think we would like it because... You know, it's, I, I, don't, I don't want to drop a, a bomb on this, this, this train of thought here, but I think that it is worth noting. Um, some distributors are doing very well and other distributors are not. And I don't know that that's necessarily the fault of their own. Like some of them, it's, you know, I did game day giveaway t-shirts and that was my specialty. And, you know, now there's no playoffs. Now there's no sports. Mm -hmm. I lost a ton of business, right? And it's very hard to pivot if that's if that's your people and those are your buyers or, you, you know, you can try all you want. But if, if that's what you had and prospecting right now is super difficult because a lot of times they're now, be, you know, being they're already serviced. Right. So prospecting a lot of times requires getting in front of people. Right. Or or doing different things. So, you know, you, you can you're these things are very helpful, but it's only going to be helpful to the, to the people that have the right client base. Um, and, and I, I'm trying to be light with it because I think everyone can use them and it helps them generate their ideas and it helps them say, okay, well, maybe I can try to do something mm -hmm. like this and right. super, super helpful. But I do, th I don't want to be, um, no, this is good feedback because it's, yeah, it's not I, for everybody. And that's yeah, why and I, and I don't want to be, you I'm know, locked in right now. Well, I think that gives you a ton of a ton of uh, insight on you know why it's been so important to diversify your client base. You know, yeah. PPAI and ASI, like when you do their education sessions, like that's that's always a hot topic. Like mm -hmm. you know, you have to diversify. You can't put all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, so and I, I feel I think bad for anybody that has done that in this situation. But you know, ultimately, like that's it gives you a really good reason why you might not necessarily want to do that. Mm -hmm. I I do think though there is there's difference between diversification for something like a recession, right? Which is, I would say, almost easier to plan for than a pandemic, right? Because in some cases, we were affected by supply chain, which has nothing to do with my my diversification, right? Like if, my fa if the factory wasn't open, I couldn't sell it regardless, you know? So there, there's some of that, um, you know, it, but there are, you know, you can be diversified and still be affected. So like, for example, like we had universities, hospitals, apartments, uh, some tech companies. That seems very diverse. Uh, mm -hmm. But if you dive deeper into it, you know, the hospitals put stuff on freeze 
you know, because they, they wanted to wait and they were, they were so focused on PPE stuff. But a lot of that then went to open bid with not using promotional stuff. So it was anyone that can supply us anything, we, we need it. It's a need, not a want, right? Mm-hmm. So yep. that. some of the apartments, they, they had to stop their grand openings, right? The universities didn't go back to school. Right. You know, so it's, you know, the only places that were really doing well really had to work at it. And you guys actually, some of you, I'm actually working on projects. Universities yeah. has actually been the biggest market for me and selling face masks Yeah, because everybody's wow. planning to go back to university in August. True. And so most um, universities are doing like a socially responsible thing. I mean, have to do bids because they have the forty nine ninety nine policy, right? Yep, which is and which so is why you want to sharpen your sword and have your have the right sources, right? Yes, except that it now me being my a license, right? Who mm-hmm. has a regional license? Go instead of having to bid with local companies, it's put up to national bid, right? So I'm bidding against everyone in the country that sees this on the procurement site, so. That's not, I'm not selling on any of my core competencies now. I'm selling on price. And so it's, it's strictly a who comes in with the lowest price on this product wins the bid. That has nothing to do with my face-to-face relationship with anyone. I get I, no creativity is allowed. It is literally price. Um, and, and, I'll tr- and we'll do what we can, you know, like in, but to be honest, anything that's gone to bid in, in our 17, 18 year history, we've won zero of them. And we've even done, uh, you know, the, the grandfather match thing where we get it notarized. And if we're within 5%, they'll give it to us because we're in the state of North Carolina and we go back and look and people are getting these for five and 10 points. It's like, okay, you know, <laughs> you know, take it. Uh, so it's just unfortunate because the business is there, I think more on the supplier side than the distributor side. And yeah. So, Cause we're going to get it at some point regardless. It's going to come in regardless. So did all licensing go out the window then for colleges? If they're opening up to anybody? No, no that's not true. That's not okay. entirely accurate. Okay. But what it does is it opens it up to national license. So like I gotcha. if, if someone oh, has a, like a CLC general blanket license, as opposed mm-hmm. to just a local license. Now anyone that has it can participate as opposed to just a local licensing. Okay. So we still have some advantages and we're still getting some things. I mean, I'm not going to say it's, doom and gloom. Cause I think like Jeff's point, you got to stay focused and positive and there yeah. are opportunities out there. I do think that some people have more opportunities than others, you know, and I think that's sometimes no fault of their own, you know? And so Steven, I know because we need to wrap up here. Cause we're, sure, we're sure, sure, a little yeah. bit late now, but I have a yeah. question for you in close. Yeah. And yeah. so how many, how many email blasts are you getting a day from suppliers <sighs> and, and from folks that you've never heard of in your life before? Yeah. So I, I get, I don't know, a few, a few dozen at least. Um, but I, I can pretty much weed out just by the signature line and the title, mm-hmm. if it's someone that I know, or if it's someone I've never heard of before. Um, and so what I usually do is delete the ones I've never heard of. Um, suppliers that I have heard of though, I'll look at them. That's it's kind of where I'm at now because I, I'm so weary of the, the, the yeah. international, yeah, like I just started yep. with the, you know, so I'm like, I want to stay in, in my lane here and I'll look at it. So, so a few dozen is probably on the lower end of what I've heard from everybody that I've spoken with. Most people were, you know, 50 to a hundred or more uh, wow. a day almost. Yeah. Wow. So that being said, I don't think there's spam filter. <laughs> I don't think the end user, uh, the end users are 
any different. I think they're getting email blasts from, from distributors all the time. Mm. And so, you know, the problem is there's so much white noise. So what you have to do is really try to figure out a way to separate yourself from all the white noise. And Absolutely. the best way to do yeah. that is very much an old hat method. Pick up the damn phone. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Like you got to call your clients and if you don't have their phone numbers, you've got, you got them on LinkedIn, you've got them on Facebook, you've got them on wherever, send them a message and get their phone number, figure out a way to get in touch with them. Cause picking up the phone and having a conversation with them is the only way you're going to get that business. Yep. You know, and to your point, yeah, there's a lot of universities that are going out to bid, but everybody's ordering masks because everybody's going to need them because everybody's going back to work. There's 326 million people. Is that the right number? Somewhere in there know. in the yeah. United States. Like that's a hell of a lot of masks to sell because everybody's going to need at least one. But let's face yeah. it. You don't just wear one pair of underwear or buy one pair of underwear. You buy a pack of them. Yeah. So everybody's going to need you, five to 10. I just dropped that's, off three more to my neighbor who's a hairdresser. She's going that's through a couple fantastic of for suppliers that yeah. are supplying It's fantastic masks. for distributors that are trying to sell them too. And for yeah. underwear suppliers. <laughs> and for underwear suppliers yeah you know every, sure. everybody's killing it so you know who else is killing it guys let me think Tervis. yes <laughs> you know why because americans dispose of 50 billion single-use plastic water bottles Ooh, that's a you lot that? That is a a lot. Lot. save of the plastic. turtles man there's a lot of plastic <laughs> Uh, only 23% of that is recycled. Uh, so the annual U S recycle rate for plastics is about 23% leaving 38 billion single use water bottles to enter the landfills. That's crazy. Uh, absolutely. Crazy. A lot of Adidas shirts, right? Now. Um, so right. You know, about 500 billion disposable cups are thrown away in the U S each year. Um, and service has produced and shipped over 150 million tumblers since 2000, which could have prevented a potential one. Well, I'm not going to do the whole number. It's over a billion single use water bottles from entering the landfills, waterways and oceans every year. Uh, so basically, you know, they've been making high quality reusable plastic drinkware that lasts longer. Uh, they're colorful, um, and, and expressive designs also make it something that people want to hold on to for a lifetime. Uh, they'll also offer an in industry leading guarantee that ensures any product deemed effective, uh, and returned to, uh, to them is replaced, uh, with a new one and encouraged, uh, continue sustainable practices. The return drinkware is not just recycled, but upcycled into new usable materials to prevent the con uh, any contribution to the waste uh, the waste system. Uh, so definitely please visit them at tervispromos.com for more information on that. Uh, any other closing comments uh, or, or point of views from anybody? No, I'm great. I'm glad Tony, you can make it. Yeah. It's yeah, some great you. perspective. A lot um, of fun. Yeah. Thank you very Go much ahead. for, for, Maybe for we'll all do this. some traveling trunk shows together, you know? I think we will. I think we will we'll have to. We should definitely do that. Tony, when are you planning on getting back out on the road? Do you know? Do you guys have a plan for that? Like 2022? 20, yeah, <laughs> sweet. That's a, it's a, a good, good solid date. Right. Uh, solid, for sure. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Mandy Rudd actually t uh, chimed in on, on Facebook, and she did say that uh, e-blast had definitely slowed down, but uh, for a couple months, she was getting high double digits uh, emails daily. Uh, letting her know that XYZ's company plan for COVID was, and then, mm -hmm. uh, you know, now she's getting low to mid double digits on PPE offerings daily. So yeah, there's, there's tons of white noise out there. Uh, so thanks for that contribution. Uh, Brandon's chimed in and basically said uh, that we should definitely do a lot more golf course, golf course meetings. Uh, so that's something you guys can look into. Terrible. Interaction. You guys don't want me on the golf course. <laughs> yeah. What was that, Tony? Human interaction. There you, there you go. That's right. People want to get back to, to seeing each other. They really do. They do. They God do. knows I do. That's yeah. for darn sure. You know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Tony, thanks for being here. Really hey, appreciate you. it. Uh, guys, check out Ariel and, uh, and definitely give Tony a call and give him a hard time, all right? Take care. <laughs> thanks Bye, guys. for joining us, guys. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.